wait for that, and I'm gonna look at the camera and say this, if you <laughs> wait for that, you are never going to start your business. You're yeah. never going to do it because that's like waiting for the perfect time to do anything. There's never gonna be a perfect time. There's never gonna be, like, yes, you can save money to start a business, mm -hmm. and I highly encourage that because I didn't do that as much. Um, I think I had $500 saved when I left my full-time job. Oh, wow. And that, I look back and I'm like, <laughs> Get your water and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. So I have some really exciting news. The Responsible Homegirl is now taking sponsorships. So what does that mean? If you are a business owner, you can promote your business on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. And we have plenty of listeners across YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and even Spotify. So if you are wanting to increase your brand awareness, get more sales, all of that good stuff, start advertising your business on the Responsible Homegirl Podcast. Click the link below and I'll send the information directly to your email. Now let's get right into the episode. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode on the Responsible Homegirl Podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. So the way that I do that is by one, sharing financial education, and two, interviewing amazing entrepreneurs <laughs> who are building their wealth through business. So I'm so, so, so happy that y'all have tuned back in. Um, I'm pretty sure y'all are pretty familiar with my series called Think Like a Mogul. And the inspiration behind Think Like a Mogul was I really wanted to interview and highlight the greatness that we have in our own backyard. So I feel like South Carolina is really slept on. It is. We can be on social media looking at all of these different entrepreneurs doing great things, which they are, but I don't want us to ignore the fact that we have amazing people doing amazing things in our own backyard. So this is where the Responsible Homegirl comes in and I want to be highlighting, showcasing all of these entrepreneurs in South Carolina who are building their businesses and building their wealth from the ground up. So today we have no other than Miss Mimi, the owner of the Tiny Tassel. And today we're just gonna dive like really deep into her mindset, how she thinks like a mogul, how she built her business, and just so much more. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here to chat with you. Of course. So just to get started, I always tell people, I created a brand called The Responsible Homegirl, mm -hmm. but I'm the recovered, irresponsible homegirl. Yes. So can you tell my community about an irresponsible financial decision that you've ever made? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am the recovered, in recovery, that person. Oh my gosh, there are so many. And my sister, I know she's going to watch this. Mm -hmm. She's an accountant. She has been the one with me to see all these terrible choices I've made. Mm -hmm. But for one credit card debt. Ooh. That was the one in college and right after college, like the first one or two years after college, right when I was starting my business, it got me and yeah. it had me in its grip for years. Mm -hmm. Like I did not pay off some of my credit cards until like last year, which is like five, six years after. That's still major. But it, it was one of those things that you're like, oh, like I'll just use it here and there. And mm -hmm. it adds up and the interest is what gets you. Talk about I it. I think my interest was 28%. And yeah. now I look back and I'm like, was I like, was <laughs> I just asleep? Like, that's crazy that I even said yes to that. Yeah. And it was really the credit card debt that mm -hmm. got me. And I know that 
everyone is so easily like convinced to get one or two credit cards here and there, which some of them can be great if you're using it as such a smart tool. Right. But if you're using it as your survival mode every single day, then and not being responsible with it, it can like eat you alive. Yes. I am so happy that you <laughs> shared that because I feel like a lot of people have in their mind that this is free money. Mm -hmm. That was me. Not. That was me. I would literally be like, it's free money. Like, yeah. it's credit card. It's fine. And my sister would be like, it's not going to be fine. <laughs> like, I'm going to let you do this, but it's not going to be fine. Right, right. And then another thing that you said was the interest. Mm -hmm. Y'all, compound interest. Y'all remember that song, Racks on Racks on Racks? Woo. That's compound interest. <laughs> Racking one. up on top of each other. Yes. Some of my balances were only, I think back to it now, they were about $300. So in your mind, you're like, okay, that's $300. It's not that much. But when you're only paying the $25 minimum, Talk about and it. then the interest is so high, it literally took me over a year to pay off a $300 balance. Exactly. And I paid them so much money in interest that I could have been saving or yeah. spending on other things or using towards my other bills. So don't use your credit cards in a bad way. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you so much for sharing that, for one. And for everyone listening, I always start off this way because I want you to know wherever you are right now, it is okay. Just recognize like the choice is irresponsible and then do whatever it takes to start making those responsible financial decisions. And even as successful as Mimi is, you too can see that she has made some irresponsible financial decisions. Mm -hmm. So now, Mimi, can you tell us a little bit about how you grew up and how that kind of shaped where you are right now? Mm -hmm. I grew up in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and both of my parents were and still are entrepreneurs. So I think I grew up just seeing a true picture of like what it's like to run a small business, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And for most of my life, I thought I would not be a business owner really? because I always saw my parents working like 24-7 and working so hard to be able to support our family, mm -hmm. but also like my parents didn't get to come to like the things at school or like all of these extra things that a lot of my other friends' parents were like coming to the lunches at schools or whatever it was. And so I always thought, okay, I'm going to go to school, go to college, like get a job, work in a corporate setting, and then maybe after that career, I'll open a boutique or open a shop. So yeah. it's funny now that I look back and I'm like, why in the world did I let like society put that thought into my head yeah. and really believe that it, like just being an entrepreneur was always gonna look like how it looked for my parents and mm -hmm. that I couldn't shift that for myself. Yeah. And for me, when I graduated from College of Charleston, I took the first job um, that I was offered and I wanted to stay in retail, but I wanted to work more on the luxury side of it. Mm -hmm. But And I also wanted to stay here in Charleston. And so I took the first job I was offered, literally started the day before graduation and I hated it. Really? Yes. I worked there for like two and a half years and it, it was good and bad. Like thinking back now, I'm so grateful for that position because mm -hmm. I learned so much yeah. and I didn't even know that I was planning to start a business while I was there and growing it while I was there but it was a family-owned business so we got to see like every part of that business mm -hmm. every day and so when you're working in that it can be really stressful because you're wearing lots of hats yeah. and you're not getting paid a lot and I was working paycheck to paycheck with credit card debt <laughs> and all of that 
And that is what fueled me to say, no, like I want to create a life for myself. Yes. And I was able to do that by creating my business. And at first just doing it on the weekends or after work and mm -hmm. making extra money for myself. But then when I realized like, oh, this can be an actual like tool to better my life. Yeah. Then I got serious and it was consistent and just really started working towards it and set a goal for myself. Like, okay, in six months, I want to be able to leave my job. Mm -hmm. And I gave a six month notice to like make it real. Mm -hmm. And that just put the fire under me to really focus and get serious with the business and start yeah. making other people take it seriously too. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it's so much that I want to unpack there. So the first thing with your family, mm -hmm. one thing that really stood out to me was you said like you watched them work hard day and night and sometimes they didn't even do the things that like you saw your other friends' parents do. Yeah. And I'm happy you shared that because sometimes people can think like being an entrepreneur, you just have all this freedom. Oh my gosh, it's the opposite, I think. Exactly. I've had this company now for six and a half years, mm -hmm. and this past summer was the first time that I went on a true vacation, not for work at all. Six and years. Yes, six years. And of course, there I look back and I'm like, I could have made time to do things differently in the mm -hmm. past, but this was the first time that I, one, felt financially stable to do that, had saved for it, and was able to just go. Yeah. And for three days with my best friend, just to have the best time. Mm -hmm. And then, two, to also have a team in place that I could fully trust and not feel like I had to check in and do all of that. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a great feeling. But I always see the memes and things on Instagram where it's like, you sign up for entrepreneurship <laughs> to like not work eight hours a day, but then you're working 24, 24 hours a day. Seven, yeah. And I laugh at those now because of course we have to put a balance in there for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like when I work day to night, like that's probably my worst day. Yeah. Like that means I either didn't plan ahead or I didn't manage my time that day. Right. And so it left me with so much work at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But I think it really takes time to get to a place where you can truly like I don't want to say reap the benefits of entrepreneurship, but mm -hmm. get to that place where you can um, step aside and like take your vacations or mm -hmm. you're just really great at setting your boundaries, which mm -hmm. I wish I would have did in the beginning because mm -hmm. I did not do that yeah. well at first. But I think sometimes in the beginning, like we had this vision in our head for where we want mm -hmm. our businesses to be. But we have to be the ones like to show up for them. And yeah. something that you said was like, you gave yourself six months. Mm -hmm. You started taking your business seriously. And that gave other people like the green light to say, okay, well, maybe it's serious for real. Yeah. And I tell any business owner or anyone who's thinking about starting to really like, don't let anyone call it your little business or Period. your side thing or whatever like even if it is your side hustle or something that you're doing in addition to your full-time job yeah. at first like shift that narrative and shift how you're speaking about it and how other people are acknowledging it and say like no this is my business yeah. because I think we really have to speak it into existence too yes. and when we say it other people are going to believe it. If you say it confidently, other people are like, oh yeah, it's her business. Right. Like, why wouldn't it be? Right. So I think it all starts from like how we're speaking about whatever project or business or whatever we're working on in life. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I really want y'all to get out of what Mimi just said. Um, just more importantly, like how you see yourself and how you view your business internally, that's going to like kind of come out of you if that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah. 
if you're playing it small, other people are going to look at your business as a small thing. Mm -hmm. If you're showing up when you want to show up, other people are going to show up when they want to show up. They're going to buy from you when they want to buy from you. For sure. And I heard so many times over the years, like, fake it till you make it. And that is probably one of my least favorite phrases that can come out of someone's mouth yeah. because I don't think you have to fake it till you make it. I think you can set this vision in your mind of what you want your business to become or how you want your lifestyle to look like. Yeah. And that comes with finances playing a part in that. Mm -hmm. But you can set that in your mind and just actively work at it and just set up that narrative. Like, no, I am working towards this. Like, yes, my business might be two months old or it might be a year old yeah. and I'm just getting back into it or getting consistent, but this is a real business and this is what I'm working towards to grow. Yes. yes. Speak over yourself. <laughs> yes. Speak life into yourself and actually do the work it takes. Let your actions be a demonstration of what you believe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we don't act because we don't really believe in the things that we say we want. Yeah. And if you did, I mean, you would be putting in the work. It's not easy at all. So now I want to pivot into how did you come up with the tiny tassel? Give me the inspiration <laughs> behind the name, the vision, all the things. It's so funny because I get this question the most and I really never sat down to think like, okay, I'm going to start a business. I'm going <laughs> to name it this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make jewelry. Like I'd never made jewelry a day mm. in my life before. Like I was like crafty and cute growing mm. up, but I never like made, I don't even think I ever made a friendship bracelet growing up. <laughs> it's so funny now to have a company that creates and designs jewelry but my sister got me a pair of hot pink tassels for mm -hmm. my birthday. And this must have been like 2014, 2015. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh, these are so cute. <laughs> and she's so responsible. And I don't want to call her frugal because she's not frugal, but she's just so responsible and practical with her money, mm -hmm. which I respect so much. Yeah. But she got them for me for my birthday. And then she was like, you know, you could just make those, right? And something inside of me clicked and I was just like, okay, I guess I will. And so I looked it up on Pinterest and like started doing research on how to make tassel earrings. And it was when they were like just starting to kind of become a trend. Yeah. And I just started making them. Pictures show up on like our Facebook uh, memories and they look so bad. Oh, I gotta see them. <laughs> so, so bad. And sometimes recently we had someone comment on one of our very first posts on Instagram and I was mm -hmm. like, how did they even get that far back? Because we have like 2,000 posts now. Oh, wow. And I was like, how in the world did they find that post? And it was so humbling to see that because I think that in business we can so easily just get into the motions of business every day that we yeah. forget how much work we've done to get to this point and yeah. like how much we've overcome and how much we've grown to get to this point where we are today. Yes. So can you touch a little bit on like even starting, like did you have any fears or did you just jump out and say, oh, I like these tassel earrings and I'm just going to do this? I think I just started. Mm -hmm. and. I talk to my friends a lot about this. Um, I think being a small business owner, you have to have this almost like just this confidence that lives in you all the time. Mm -hmm. And we talk to our team about it here because I wake up every day and I'm like, this is what I'm here to do. Yes. Like I'm so confident in this. And like when a customer walks in, I'm so confident when I speak to them, mm -hmm. even they can be the most like, non-emotional <laughs> like customer and, yes and I am so confident in how I speak to them and how I share our business with them because that's what I'm here to do yeah. and I don't remember a time 
starting the business thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so scary or like mm. this isn't it just always felt like it was the right thing for me to be doing yeah. and it felt good and I always think when things are like showing you positive good things mm. when you're working at it then you're like okay I know this you is feel like, it yeah like yeah. this is meant for me yes and I feel like that can even touch to like how you have been able to sustain your business and grow your business mm -hmm. because you believe in it yeah yeah definitely and I don't remember a time looking back thinking like oh, this business isn't going to work. Mm -hmm. Like, there's definitely been some times of shifting or adjusting the business mm -hmm. and adding new offerings or hiring a new team member or whatever it was, but there has not been a time yet that I've been like, this no longer works. Yeah. And I do think that we have to have that real conversation with ourselves or with a business partner or whoever you're working with to say, like, okay, it's time for this business to either shift into something else mm -hmm. or to end and yeah. that's okay and that's something that we I always have a conversation with my sister now of like what is my out from the tiny tassel mm. like when will that come how will I know what will it look like what is my plan for that is that a plan or a goal yeah. of mine um, because a lot of people think of starting a business but they don't think of like is this my goal to like build this business and sell it to someone yeah. or to transition it in some way or to like pass it down to my kids or whatever that looks like. I don't yeah. think a lot of us really think that far ahead into the future about yeah. our business. And it's crazy that you brought that up because I was listening to a podcast mm -hmm. and they were like, you need to begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. And it had me thinking about the responsible homegirl, like, okay, yeah, I don't really know. So is that something that you already like, do you know your ending? Do you have your ending in mind? Or is that something that you're still working through? I'm still working through it. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't take time to think about it until about the last six months. And I started working with a business coach. And that was something that I never really thought that I would do. Because yeah. we see so many on the internet and online. And you're like, that's such a waste of money. Or like, they're just yeah. taking people's money. And I think it truly depends on just who you work with. Mm -hmm. And... I found one, um, she's a woman who has like grown multiple businesses of her own and I just really respect and it's not like frou-frou, like <laughs> cute coaching. It's like, yeah. let's get real and honest about your revenue, your finances, like what are you doing and not doing? And most of the time I'm like, Sally, I feel attacked <laughs> by you, like you deserve my feelings. And I need that because... I don't have anyone else like thankfully I have my sister but yeah. she's still my sister and right. she's very sweet to me but I don't have someone that is solely looking at it with just like a new set of eyes mm -hmm. and when I started working with this business coach it really made me stop and think about okay like yes I would love to see the tiny tassel be a store downtown forever and ever that mm -hmm. people like come and visit year after year yeah. but also that could exist without me being in here every day like right. that can exist with me being on the board of it one day Ooh, or that's good. yes like some other position and I think that for me I didn't even know that some of those opportunities existed like mm -hmm. we see it in bigger companies right but we don't think about how they got to that level and I think this year, one of my biggest mindset shifts is like thinking about this business and my life in a much bigger picture because I think I've played it small in so many ways yeah. that I'm like, why don't we think about like having a CEO, having a CFO, all these positions, like why aren't we thinking of that? Yes. And also 
then like passing that along to our current team and our new team members to have them in that mindset to like grow the company to get to that point. Right. And I love that. Um, especially because I read, I can't remember what book, maybe it was Rich Dad Poor Dad, I'm not sure, but they talked about the difference between like being self-employed and being a business owner. Yeah. And I feel like that's so key. Like you have to be intentional with what it is like that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you may not become the business owner like as soon as you start the business, Mm -hmm. but you have to make a decision like, do I want to be operating in this business instead of just owning the business? How do you feel about that? I really shifted like last year and the year before were such just crazy growth years for us Mm -hmm. where before that it was just myself Mm -hmm. and I didn't have any systems like officially in place. I didn't have any processes written down. It was just all in my brain. And over the last two years, it's really forced me to think about all of that and to really shift from like working in my business every day to working on my business and like setting Mm -hmm. goals and really planning and just strategic planning wasn't even a word that came out of my mouth until six months ago and I was like how did no one tell me about strategic planning what is strategic planning so for me I just say it's like in my brain and don't quote me on this y'all go look up the definition this is your answer (laughs) give us the real for me my strategic planning is actually sitting down and planning not just a week out two weeks out it's like six months a year two years and for us with us designing and making a lot of our pieces and then also working with local brands to bring their pieces in Mm -hmm. it's really sitting down and planning ahead and it sounds so that's like my super simplified version of it but I think back and I was not planning ahead more than like a week or two before and it really shows in how I was running the business even from a year ago before mm-hmm. we opened the shop and to when we first opened the shop, like we would make products, sell through it and like sit without product. So then we were just losing money because yeah. we weren't planning ahead to say, okay, we just sold through 12 of that color. Mm-hmm. So why didn't we start making 12 of that color yeah. two weeks ago? Did that and burn you out? It did. It did definitely and I don't think I knew I was burnt out until Mm -hmm. now looking back on it Mm -hmm. but just without having that planning in place and just those systems in place where I'm also not being asked 500 questions a day um, it really burned me out because I wasn't able to take the time to just like mentally have the space to think and to plan ahead like instead of going home at the end of the day or sitting down at my computer in the afternoon just being like oh my gosh, like, <laughs> where do I even start? Yeah. I can now sit down and I have my plan for each day and I'm like, okay, today is looking at designs or today is reordering products or yeah. whatever it might be. So just really structuring it for myself. Yeah. And whenever, we were talking about this before, whenever I go home and I'm just like exhausted and mm-hmm. worn out and I'm like, what did I even do today? That makes me stop and reset and like, reanalyze what I'm doing and like what my plan is because it just you can get so caught up in the motions if you don't stop intentionality is so key and even when I'm working with like budgeting clients or just telling different people if you don't manage your money your money will manage you yeah if you don't manage your business your business will manage you and we like we want to create our business for like the sense of freedom the sense of like just doing whatever but you don't want to get to the place where you're just like running crazy oh my gosh my business ran my life really yeah ran it where i was like our joke and this is a (laughs) terrible joke to have but i was like 
this business is like, this is not it. Yeah. And I have a mug that's in our office and it says, I think it says like, I hate my stupid job or something <laughs> like that. And it's so opposite. Like I would never like post it on Instagram or anything because yeah. people would be like, oh my gosh, like this is not what their brand is. Like right. it's so different. But behind the scenes when we're working, like especially over the last two years, it was so hard and so much all at once to grow so quickly and to grow so much that there were so many days where I look back and I don't even remember the day. Mm. Like there's some months in 2020 that I don't even remember and not even because the pandemic and because of all the other things that were happening in the world, it was just truly because I let my business run my life. Yeah, and that rush, that sense of like, rushing and mm -hmm. it really kind of takes away from the journey a little bit it does for sure because we don't stop and actually like celebrate our wins or stop and actually think like okay i had so much progress today yeah. or this week or this month instead we're so like going 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 that for me when i'm going at such a fast paced I'm not really getting anything done. Like it's not sustainable. Talk about and it. And also I get so critical of myself and the work that other people around me are doing because yeah. I turn into, when I'm like, go, 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 I'm usually in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just noticing all the things that are wrong and bad instead of like on a normal pace and a slow, like intentional pace, I'm able to see like, okay, these are all the amazing, like little good things that yeah. you did to add up to like these bigger goals and whatever else we're working towards right. every day. Because it's the small things that add up over time. Yes, all of those small little habits mm -hmm. and like things that we do, I think are really what can create a successful business. Yeah. So can you talk to me more about the journey of the tiny fabric? Did y'all always have this, y'all? For those of you who are watching on YouTube, y'all only see a small snippet of what her store looks like. I want to show you the whole thing, but it is so beautiful. Thank you. So did, was this like the tiny tassel from day one? No. So the tiny tassel day one was like on my living room floor. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Talk about the process. And an Etsy shop. Yes. Some really, really bad cell phone shots. And I don't <laughs> not cell phone shots. Like, if that is what your budget allows you, do it. But do it well. Like, yeah. learn how to take the best iPhone photos for mm -hmm. product photography. Like, I did that for years mm -hmm. until I could really budget and understand the importance of investing in a photographer yeah. and taking that off my plate to let someone who's a professional do Delegating. it. Yes. And to really acknowledge and say, like, okay this could be an investment yes it's expensive but this is an investment that could like repay us tenfold right. just by planning and having this product shoot once a month or once a quarter or once a year mm -hmm. and that was a part of the journey like i remember starting and for years it was just like this thing in my apartment that was a corner or a little space that mm -hmm. was packed to the brim of like beads and threads and supplies and mm -hmm. boxes and shipping supplies yeah. and it just kept growing and growing and growing but then I remember one point I was like oh my gosh this is taking over my like at home space mm -hmm. and in 2020 so I used to co-own another gift shop downtown I don't know if you know this no I didn't <laughs> so I started the tiny tassel in 2015 uh -huh. and did that for about a year and a half while still working my full-time job okay. and i left my full-time job at the end of that year and i 
was like, okay, January 1st, like the tiny tassel is about to get serious, like mm-hmm. full time. And then two months later, I met someone here that became my business partner for that other business. And we opened a shop together and it was a collective of local brands and it was also a balloon and gift shop. So I still had the tiny tassel at that time and sold the products in the store, Mm -hmm. but it definitely went to the back burner Mm -hmm. because that other business was a brick and mortar. It was in person. So all of my time and energy went to that. And it was a really great learning experience um, on how to like start a brick and mortar all the expenses and things that went into that having a business partner because I've never had that before yeah and also just really figuring out what people wanted in person versus online yeah and I stayed with that business for about two and a half years and left it at the summer of 2020 and that was like there were so many signs pointing towards me needing to step back and leave that business partnership and of course when you're in something you're like, let me just like keep working at it. What were some of the signs? Gosh, there were my intuition. Mm. I don't trust it enough. Yeah. And I'm a cancer (laughs) and I get all the like silly Instagram memes about being a cancer. And Uh it's always like, your intuition is so good. And now I look back and I'm like, my intuition was so good. I just didn't trust it. Mm -hmm. I didn't listen to it. And you For me, I always think of business and I try to take like my emotions and my personal feelings out of it and try to separate the two. But sometimes (laughs) you have to listen to your intuition and you might have a business intuition and a personal intuition, which Mm -hmm. I'm telling myself I have those two different things now. Mm -hmm. But I remember thinking back, like I was running this business. It was very successful. It was making me money. I was like in the best place financially I'd ever been. But in my personal life, I was like so burnt out, so miserable. I was so mean probably to the people around me because I was just so bitter from working so much. And I was in a business partnership that just was not working for me anymore. And it wasn't a reciprocated amount of work. So Mm -hmm. when you are running a business and then also giving 50% to someone else, you get resentful real fast. Especially if the work isn't 50-50. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where I was, it took me back to like when I was working my full-time job right out of college and we were selling like millions of dollars in products every year, but then I was still living paycheck to paycheck. Talk about it. I was like, how, like that doesn't add up. Yeah. Like it doesn't add up for me. And I remember feeling a tiny bit of that again Mm -hmm. in my old business. And I was like, "Mm, like, how am I working this hard? Yeah. But giving away half of this. Right. Make it make sense. Yes. (laughs) Like, and it was not making sense anymore for a lot of other reasons. And that was one of the hardest decisions for me to realize that that was the end of that time for my life and that was the end of that business journey for me and it took me it's something about six months it took me six months to leave that business yeah and I actually ended up leaving it like right around my I think it was my 27th birthday Mm -hmm. and I always think of my birthday July 1st is like this is a new year yeah because like you get January 1st six months before and then I'm like Okay, I had six months to like, get my shit together. <laughs> like, and here it is. Yeah. And I remember just feeling so free and like so relieved and having such a weight off of like 
just letting go of that business mm -hmm. and knowing that I could put my energy and my time back into what I first started with and what I was the most passionate about. Yeah. And I, it was so rewarding to have that other business because we helped grow so many local businesses, brands, yeah. and like now we still have some in my shop today. Mm -hmm. And it is so amazing. Some of them opened their own stores, mm -hmm. have been so, so like just, amazing over the last few years to grow their businesses so yeah. it's very fulfilling for me to watch them and to know that I had a tiny piece in their journey not even a tiny piece a big piece <laughs> nothing small over here y'all a big piece but now I'm like okay if I could do that for other brands yeah. like why don't I do that for my own exactly. and of course in 2020 the pandemic was like just really starting to hit us hard during that spring and summer mm -hmm. and I left that business and was like, okay, for the first time ever, I'm gonna work from home. Like, I'm not gonna open another store. And probably about two weeks went by and I would walk past the storefront every day walking home. Mm -hmm. And I finally called and I was like, gosh, that name looks so familiar on the sticker. And I called and I was like, there's no way it's still available. It was still available. Wow. And it was one of my old landlords from like, right after college, he rented an apartment to me and like wow. remembered. So it was all these little things that were like, okay, this is good, this is good. Like the price was good, mm -hmm. everything was renovated. So it would have, it was gonna be a very easy, like just bringing in all of our cute fixtures. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, we're at a point of my business where it's the busiest I've ever been and there's so much demand. So why don't I take the next step of opening a store? Cause I knew that was one of my big goals and I'm so happy that we did. I love our storefront. I love being I able love to it, yeah. Thank you. It is so nice. Thank and from you. that story that you just shared, it just reminds me of like, when you cut back from something or when God cuts mm -hmm. like literally something back, you're getting ready for a come up. Oh like, my gosh. You entered into a whole new season of just overflowing a blessing. The craziest thing, and I will share this because you talk about finances and money so much and you're so open about it, but when I was leaving that business partnership, um, I was in a business agreement where I was, of course, when you leave a business, you would like to sell your part of it. Right. And I was in agreement or talking back and forth and wanted to sell my part for a certain amount and was not getting that amount. And finally on my birthday, I was like, I want to be done with this. I want to just move forward. And like, if I don't get that payout, I'll just have to move on. Wow. And I finally told my attorney, I was like, let's be done with this. Like, I don't want to take this into a new year and we were done and literally that day we were featured on the today show wow which was like one of the craziest days of my life so yeah. far and best and craziest days but within two hours we made in sales the number that i was like asking for to sell my part of the business and like i still get chills thinking about that yeah. because like there is no other explanation then like god was like see Here it is yeah. like i told you i will take care of yes, you yes like just like move on move forward let go and when i really just surrendered that and gave that up like literally that business there were so many other things in my mind that were of course tied to not wanting to let go like pride and mm -hmm. what other people thought and all of these things that Gosh, it was so freeing and so rewarding to yeah. let go of it and to just know, like, oh my gosh, like, why didn't I listen? Like, why didn't I, I do look, this sooner? Look at this. 
amazing yes. store. Yes. It's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I like walked through that journey, mm -hmm. even though it took me a little longer than now I look back, I'm like, gosh, you should have left in three months or whatever it was. Um, I'm so grateful because it gave me time to really like stop and plan and mm -hmm. I didn't feel rushed with anything with like opening this store. I feel like it all happened in such good timing. Yeah. That was not my planning. Mm -hmm. It was just all God's timing and planning. Yeah. And the way like, I would say like your experience that you had there, I'm pretty sure you operate totally different. Like even oh with your employees. Yes. With your we didn't customers. even have employees. Oh wow, it's just you two. It was just us two. We did wow. not have employees. We had a couple of friends that would come work here and there. Mm -hmm. And one of my first things, and I remember my sister, she was like, okay, like let's like plan this out. Mm -hmm. And she's always been such a sound mind in my business journey where we were like making these plans to open the store. And I was like, number one, I have to have employees. And it's not because I don't want to be there and work. It's mm -hmm. because I want to actually grow and scale this business. Yeah. And I can't do that alone. Mm -hmm. And so that summer I worked and one of my best friends came and worked with me. And we just slowly started to add more and more team members and put systems in place. And now I look back, like we see pictures from then. We were all like, sitting on my floor in my apartment, like packing boxes. Like, I love it. It was such a fun time thinking mm -hmm. back. Like I will never forget the last couple of years of business mm -hmm. because it was such a crucial turning point where we saw so many businesses like get highlighted and spotlighted because people wanted to shop small. Yeah. But then also the summer of 2020, we saw everyone want to start shopping from black owned businesses yeah. and from women owned businesses. And we were in such a space, I'm so grateful for it, that we had like photos ready for all of these media outlets. Uh, that you were prepared. We were prepared and we didn't even know it. Yeah. Like we didn't even know that we needed these things in our back pocket to be ready. And we were able to like really jump on to all of these opportunities that were coming our way mm -hmm. and pivot our business into what it is today. And I'm so grateful for that time because we were working like literally day to night. Yeah. Like I look back and even see pictures of myself. Like I was not taking care of myself physically. Like I wasn't eating enough mm. and everyone would be like, Oh my gosh, like you look so good. And I was like, no, actually like <laughs> I'm not eating my three meals a day. So please don't ever comment on my weight first off. Right. But like, no, like I look back and I'm like a little sad sometimes because I know I wasn't taking care of myself and mm -hmm. I know I wasn't planning and really setting boundaries mm -hmm. but then I also look back and I'm so proud of being able to recognize that and like shift it and yeah. not still continuing in that same pattern two right. years later right actually learning mm -hmm. and applying it to your business yes yeah I love that so now talk to me about we talked about the the progression mm -hmm. In the start, did you have it all figured out? Did you have oh all the gosh. money that you wanted to have? Like, I want people to take the, how can I say? Like, take the shackles off of your mind that you have to have everything all figured out. You have to have thousands of dollars in the bank to no. just get started. Can you talk about that? Absolutely, because if you, if you wait for that, and I'm gonna look at the camera and say this, if you <laughs> wait for that, you are never going to start your business. You're never going to do it because that's like, waiting for the perfect time to do anything. There's never gonna be a perfect time. There's never gonna be, like, yes, you can save money to start a business, mm -hmm. and I highly encourage that because I didn't do that as much. Um, I think I had $500 saved 
when I left my full-time wow. job. Oh, wow. And that, I look back and I'm like, whew, like, but, I don't know what I was about to do. But that speaks to your character. Because it, for you to have $500 saved, that just says confidence to me. Like, yeah. this is going to work. It was, I think back in it was confidence, but also a little naivety mm -hmm. because... I was like, I can do it. And I don't know where I thought I was about to pay my rent from because it was more than $500. But I think it truly was a confidence and it was a push. Like people ask me now, um, like how has this company become so successful? Or like, why do I work so hard? Like who else is gonna do it? Who else is gonna pay my bills? Who else is gonna do it? And I think that some other people are can be privileged in other ways where mm -hmm. they may not have that financial push behind them to have to support themselves. And yeah. if they live that life, that's amazing. That's great for them. But for myself, I know that I work this hard because my parents cannot support me. My yeah. I don't have a spouse that can support me. Yeah. I don't have family, friends to do that. And I would never ask anyone of that. Yeah. But I think that when you start a business, you have to be confident in it because like, what else are you going to do if you decide to take it full time? What are you going to do? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you work hard at it? Yeah. And can you touch on some of the things that you did in the beginning to even build brand awareness for Tiny Tackle so people could shop with you? Oh, my gosh. I posted on Instagram probably twice a day, every day. Don't do that now. But <laughs> um, I was just so consistent with what I was doing and I was working my full-time job and for about a year and a half two years of doing both I would go I would work in retail six days a week and then after work and on Sundays the only day that that store was closed on Sundays mm -hmm. I would do pop-ups and markets anywhere that would let me come, come on. and so I was like I think back and I was like when was I even like sleeping or resting <laughs> and I wasn't and I wish that I would have set boundaries a little better for myself because mm -hmm. I did get burnout in that first year of doing it and I was like why am I doing this to myself mm -hmm. but I was so consistent and then I started to realize that people like did recognize the brand and they would come back to those markets and look for my table and like yeah. try to buy things through the Etsy shop and it was so rewarding to be able to just do that and really be out like in the world not just on the internet on someone's phone but in the world actually talking to people and showing them the pieces and telling them about how I was making it and telling them the story of it yeah. so just getting out there and being consistent because nothing was given to me and I don't think I've had some really really amazing opportunities come yeah. and I've been able to work hard to let those opportunities work in our favor mm -hmm. but nothing was ever given to me like I even think about hearing myself say that I've opened two stores downtown people would either one assume like oh she must have a lot of money or mm -hmm. someone like is paying for that with her yeah but no it's like I just budgeted and saved and like had to skimp on like going out with my friends sacrifice yes sacrificing like there have been years where my friends have not seen me which Again, going back to balance, like we could have gone on walks for free or whatever. <laughs> right. And some of us did that. But there were definitely times where I had to say, no, I can't go there. Or no, I can't buy this new top or these yeah. new shoes that I want because I would rather invest in my business that's mm -hmm. going to pay off 
way more and I will not act like I was perfect in doing that because mm -hmm. there were definitely times where I was like, no, I want to buy myself these shoes. Yeah. And then the next month I was like, dang, I should have bought my shoes. <gasps> like, get me, Mimi, get me. <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't I order more business cards <laughs> instead of buying those shoes? when I needed those business cards at this pop-up to give out. Only the entrepreneurs will understand. Yes, and there's been so many times, like, I don't want anyone watching this to think, like, immediately after leaving my full-time job, I got it together, and, like, it's been smooth sailing since then. Like, no, I still had credit card debt. Mm -hmm. I took out loans to consolidate debt. Like, I had all these things. Because when you start a business, there are so many costs, especially a product-based business where mm -hmm. you have to have inventory in stock to make in money. order to, yes, mm -hmm. and like you have to buy shipping supplies. I think back to, gosh, my sister, like <laughs> she's been so helpful. I Shout like, out to the sis, the good sisters out there. My family has been really amazing. And my sister, she, I think she saw how dedicated I was and how serious I was. And she was like, here is a credit card of mine that I trust you with. It only has a $500 limit, but you can use this to buy your shipping supplies as long as you pay this off. And like, she put me on a schedule that I now still live on now where mm -hmm. she still, we call her our unofficial CFO because she has her own full-time job. Yeah. And she keeps us so on track, but I'm so grateful for even the little things like that. Like when I see a small business owner post on Instagram, I don't even know if they're lying. Hopefully they're not, but... <laughs> When someone posts and they're like, I just need, like, here is my Venmo. I just need help for this one week to, like, buy shipping supplies in order to get my products out there. Yeah. Like, I've seen a few people post, and that gets me because I understand that, like, mm -hmm. either having, one, the money to buy the supplies that you need in order to, like, keep building your business to make money. Right. Or, two, like we often cannot buy in large quantities because we don't have either the money up front to buy it or the place to store it. Yeah. And I, we still struggle with that now today. And when I see that, it just like gets me. And I'm always like, where can I donate? Like, yeah. how can I help you? Or like, let's get on a call. And I don't do this often, but I'm like, let's get on a call and like talk about yeah. what you're trying to work through. Because either I've been through it or one of my friends who has a business and we've all learned through each other's experiences. Yeah. But it has been such a journey that I never want anyone to feel like you can't get to this point. Cause I say, if I've gotten to this point and just from working hard and being consistent, mm -hmm. like anyone can do this. Yeah, like, you are speaking to me. <laughs> I hope y'all taking notes. I really do hope y'all are taking notes. Well, I think that sometimes we can watch podcasts or listen or read books, and we put this picture in our head, or I do this at least, and I'm like, oh, that person is like the founder of Target or whatever, and mm -hmm. it's some huge, like so far away thing that it doesn't feel attainable. But yeah. I just want anyone to either hear my story or ever visit our store and hear me talk about this to know that like no if you're consistent and you're smart with your finances mm -hmm. and like smart about how you're working anyone can do this yeah and thank you so much for sharing that and what I get from it is just a journey of sacrifice mm -hmm. a journey of prioritizing yeah. a journey of being dedicated and committed mm -hmm. Like, girl, oh my gosh, I love it. And I, I really pray that y'all are listening and taking notes, not just because 
you know, Mimi is super successful and she has grown her business literally from idea to manifestation, mm -hmm. but just showing you that you can do it as well. Yeah. You can do it too. And actually take the notes, but then take action yeah. and do something. Even if it's like one little tiny thing that you do differently today or tomorrow for your business, whether it's like, let me spend 10 minutes reading, like, I don't know, business tips about jewelry making yeah. or whatever it might be in 10 minutes like y'all I know I can scroll on Instagram or talk watch TV it. for 10 minutes talk like, about it setting aside that dedicated time for yourself and your business is so crucial like that's one of the biggest things that I used to think was a sacrifice mm -hmm. but then it was something that's just so beneficial and it's right there for us yeah if we actually like get the information get the knowledge and then put it into action and work yeah it is so powerful yeah and don't be so hard on yourself like yeah. what I've learned in business is a lot of things is just like experimenting mm -hmm. you don't know what's gonna work you don't know what's not gonna work you just have to have enough faith to actually move and take action like oh my god yeah. yeah our joke in the office is like I order I keep going back to shipping supplies because that is on my brain today <laughs> but I order so many wrong size boxes really? over the years <laughs> because I don't either take the time to measure properly mm -hmm. or I'm like, oh, that'll work. And then it gets here and I'm like, that is a completely wrong <laughs> thing that we did not need, but we're going to have to use it because we're not wasting this money. But really just trying and like experimenting, like you said, because if you don't try, you're never going to know if it works or not. Exactly. Like it could be the best thing ever that like shifts your mindset or shifts your business mm -hmm. in the best way possible. And if you didn't try, you would have never known. Right. So the last thing that I want to touch on before we go into our soul food section is can you talk about how it has been beneficial to partner with other local businesses and how that has even helped grow the Tiny Tassel? Because I, I believe like relationships are so important and sometimes we sleep on relationships because yes. we are so like in the middle of how can I grow this business? Yes, I think that that has been one of the biggest, most crucial parts of the growth of my business because... Mm -hmm. I was able to connect with these other women in business and just be able to even have another network of people to talk to about business that gets it and that understands it. But then on the business side of it, also having all these support systems where we are marketing for each other and yeah. it's all genuine. It's not because I'm like, hey, can you post about my stuff and I'll post about yours? It's because we genuinely love each other's brands right. and products and their stories that we want to get the word out. Mm -hmm. And to be able to offer these brands that we have in the store is so special to me. And I feel so honored to have their products in my store because yeah. People come in, like their customers come and find our shop and mm -hmm. they're like, I saw that you carry moonseed earrings or motherland essentials skincare. Like I came to your shop because of that. And I'm like, oh my right. gosh, like you chose to come here. Yeah. Like out of all places, out of all of the internet, you chose to come here right. to shop their products. And that's so special to me. And we've been able to help each other over the years, whether it's just like chatting like this mm -hmm. or like hey, where do you get your shipping boxes that aren't crazy expensive? Like little things like that. It's been so crucial. And the biggest thing for us has been shifting from like these people in my city 
who are also making jewelry or also have a small business are shifting from their competition to Come like, on. no, these are people who I can support and who can support me. And when our customers see us sharing and they hop in and they're like, oh my gosh, like you love Motherland Essentials too. Right. Like, now I want to shop for both of y'all. We're exactly. like, yes, like we've created this like network that our customers even look to to see who we're friends with business-wise and right. whose brands we support because they want to also support them too yeah. so it's so amazing how just these connections and relationships have grown and even gosh our photographer Serena Ameris mm -hmm. Photography she has been such a crucial part of my business growth and she's a service-based business so not even a product but we have worked together for years now and when her clients come in and they're like hey I saw that she shot your products yes. or I saw a picture that she posted of you and I saw that pair of earrings in the background and had to come <laughs> to your store like yeah. it's so crazy how these different parts of business and relationships can work to yeah. just grow when that wasn't even the original intention of it right and so key and I want y'all to really understand what she's saying because I know we live in a very digital age where mm -hmm. we're so glued to our phone but even being glued to your phone use it to your advantage yeah i have made so many relationships from sliding in dms mm -hmm. me and mimi we connected through dm before yes. i even knew that you were like a cfc alum and before we met in person we connected through dm mm -hmm. so use instagram use facebook like don't just use these things to consume 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 yes. Use it to your advantage. Yeah. And when you, I always say when someone, when you feel like you want to reach out to someone, don't be shy or nervous about it. Like we're all people. Right. But also when you reach out, like come ready to actually like have a conversation. Yeah. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone DMs and they're like, hey, I just started a business. <laughs> can you tell me some tips on how to grow my business? Yeah. Like that is so general and broad right. that I'm like, no, like ask me very direct questions and I will give you very direct answers. Right. Like I will give you links to websites of yeah. where to buy supplies. Like I'm okay with sharing those things, but you have to like ask these actual questions. Don't just think like, oh, I like commented on a few pictures and like now she's gonna share all of her business plan and model. Like, no, just actually come ready with questions. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that when you're building these relationships, just like if you were building a friendship or a right. personal relationship, it's going to come over time. And it also has to be reciprocated. But also... Talk about it. And you never know what you can give to someone else. Like, we're in two very different mm -hmm. worlds yeah. or businesses. But I think that we've been able to just support each other mm -hmm. and get to know each other's businesses and brands and support. So now when I hear someone saying, like, gosh, I really want to learn how to, like, budget mm -hmm. or save money, I'm like, uh, are you following her? Like, right. go follow this account. Right. And I think it's just so crucial to when you reach out to these people on the internet, just to really be ready with what you want to give them and what you want to receive from them. Yeah. But in a genuine way, right. not just a transactional way. Exactly. I love that. So now I'm going into our last segment, the soul food section. So y'all watching, y'all know I'm a very country girl. I love soul food. I come from a family that can cook very well. So Mimi, what is your favorite soul food dish? Oh my gosh too many <laughs> um i would say in the winter i have one for each season okay in the winter lima beans and rice Ooh, with okay. ham hocks yes yes 
Um, I love mac and cheese mm -hmm. without breadcrumbs and all of that. Oh, extra no, stuff. just the cheese. No, just the cheese. <laughs> um, and I can eat fried chicken like every day. Every single day. Love it. Next question. So, you know, we live in a time right now where people want things very instantly. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a crock pot story? Like, when did you have to wait patiently for something? When did something in your business or in, even in your personal life have to slow cook before you saw like the Oh my gosh, this is so good. Like, how did you even come up with that? Girl, God, creativity. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I think, gosh, every part of business has been that. Crockpot? Yes. Mm -hmm. My biggest change over the last year has been building a team and that has been one of the harder parts for me because I want immediate people to come in, learn our systems and like kill it. Yeah. But of course it takes all of us time to learn the systems, the processes, learn each other, learn our yeah. personalities, our communication ways, like all of that. And this has been one of the things that I have to keep telling myself patience and like every day adds to it. Like even a month cannot determine if someone is successful or not right. here. Like we have to really continue working at it. And so I would say when you get to the point of wanting to hire and build a team, whether it's one 10 hour a week person who mm -hmm. comes and helps you do odd jobs around your business yeah. or a full time person, just be patient and to make sure that all of those systems are in place so that y'all are actually working towards the same goals. Yes, I love that. Next question, the itis. So you know, <laughs> when you eat some real good food, you just land on the chair, you're real tired. So what is something that you're tired of seeing about business? It could be on social media or you're tired of people saying this. Oh, you're just sick of it. There's, there's a few. I'm trying to think of one. <laughs> I think what we touched on earlier, I think the glamorizing of being a business owner. Oh, yeah. Because so many people, I realize, who don't have a business or who are just starting out, they don't really understand the truth behind owning a business. Me? Yeah, a year ago. And, like, we get customers who come in and they are just like, wow, your life must be beautiful and happy and colorful all the time. And I'm like, no, it's actually hard as fuck, like, every day. And... Or not every day, but it's so hard. Yeah. And there are times that people like post these things and I'm like, yes, like I do want you to go on a vacation. I do want you to live this beautiful lifestyle that you want to create for yourself. But I don't want people to have the misconception that it's just like from day one. Right. Or if it's not from day one that you aren't doing business right. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's, it's hard work. Yeah. Like, we don't sign up to become an entrepreneur to not work hard exactly you have to work even harder yeah literally so our next question the go-to mm -hmm. so you know your go-to meal is going to hit no matter what it <laughs> never disappoints you so what is something in your life that keeps you going what's your go-to to help you you know stay motivated stay inspired to be a successful business owner my go-to is just truly living this lifestyle that i want to live mm -hmm. so whether that is waking up and being able to sit down and eat a slow breakfast yeah. or to go for an hour walk mm -hmm. like those are my goals and they sound so simple but those are the things for me that every day if I do that I'm like this is a good start to my day absolutely and when I am able to live that lifestyle consistently not just for like oh it's the weekend mm -hmm. or I have a couple days off so I can live like that but when I can truly consistently live that way where every day is intentionally 
like it has margin for me to like stop and think and yeah. like not always have noise going then that's it for me i like, love it <laughs> so our last question mm, this is good so you know when you take the first back for me it's yams well, I, I take my first bite into yams, yams and i'm like mm, this is so good so mimi can you close us out with some words of wisdom just to give to everybody who is listening, either they're an aspiring business owner or they already have their business. This is always so good, but also it's so hard to choose just one or two things. Mm -hmm. um, uh, recently for me, I know we hear it so much, but truly plan mm -hmm. and be intentionally with what you're doing, with the words that you're saying to yourself about yeah. your business, with the thoughts that you have surrounding your business or your day. Like I just read this thing and I know we've seen it a million times, but like thinking I get to do this instead mm -hmm. of I have to do this because I am choosing to be here, to yeah. be a business owner. Like I get to wake up every day right. and do this. Like I don't have to do any of this yeah. and we, I always tell our team, like, we don't have to sell any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, none of this is a necessity. And our customers are choosing to come in and choosing to come in and support us. So, like, right. we get to have that experience with them every day. Mm -hmm. And so, whether you're just starting out or you're five, six, seven years into your business, just stop and really, like, sit in that and have that reminder because I always need that reminder of like yeah. I get to be here mm -hmm. and like I'm always like I'm so happy to be here yeah. and half the time I'm saying it out of like I'm so happy to be here <laughs> and like I'm actually about to lose my mind yeah. but I when I really stop to think about it like I am so genuinely happy in this point of my life in business like it all feels like it's come together and I want that for whether you are watching or listening to this yeah. like I want that for everyone because when I see someone who's unhappy in their job or unhappy in their finances mm -hmm. I'm like wait a minute like there are tools there are things there are people there are resources that we can all utilize yeah. to have the same joy and yeah. same peace in their life yeah don't be afraid to do something different no yeah Thank you so much, Mimi, Thank you. for sharing everything on the Responsible Homegirl podcast, for speaking to my soul, giving me <laughs> some soul food. I really appreciate it. Y'all, please rewatch this, re-listen to this, because there are so many things that I feel like you can not only take notes on, but like Mimi said earlier, you can take action on. Share this with all your homegirls, all your homeboys, because we do not level up alone. No. We do not level up alone. Last but not least, never forget, with exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. See y'all next time.